Welcome to Slow Seasons, a podcast to nurture the creative journey, particularly if you are in the beginning stages of your creative practice or transitioning from a traditional job into working for yourself. I'm your host, Marsha Barron, artist, designer, creative entrepreneur. You can find my work online on my website at marshabarondesign.com and on Facebook and Instagram at marshabarondesign. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram at Slow Seasons Podcast. If you've been thinking of starting your own podcast, there is no better time than now to check out Anchor. Anchor is an easy-to-use, straightforward podcast recording platform that anyone can use, beginners and experienced podcasters alike. I've been using Anchor for two months now and can say there is no other platform I'd rather use. Visit anchor.fm to start your podcast today for free. My name is Marsha and I don't learn from my mistakes. Okay, so I stole that song and replaced my name in it <laughs> from a show that my son is currently really into called Hilda on Netflix. Um, I think there's also a movie he was watching last night, Hilda and the Mountain King, I think it's called. Um, so give that a watch if you haven't already, any of you guys with littles out there. Uh, my son is five years old, so that's what he's really into right now. And another thing that my son is really into right now is Captain Underpants. Who has heard of Captain Underpants? Anyone? Show of hands? Just kidding, because I can't see your hands. Put them down. No one can see you. After reading about Captain Underpants' author, though, Dave Pilkey, I can also say I'm a huge fan. And here is why. Okay, so this is just a little um, biography about the author thing um, at the back of one of my son's books. And I'll just read a portion of it. When Dave Pilkey was a kid, he was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia. And who here also has that? Me. Dave was so disruptive in class that his teachers made him sit out in the hallway every day. Luckily, Dave loved to draw and make up stories. He spent his time in the hallway creating his own original comic books, The Very First Adventures of Dogman and Captain Underpants. Um, in college, Dave met a teacher who encouraged him to illustrate and write. He won a national competition in 86, and the prize was the publication of his first book, World War I. He made many other books before being awarded the, 90, the 98 California Young Reader Medal for Dog Breath, which was published in 94, and in 97, he won the Caldecott Honor for the Paperboy. So... I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of underdog stories and the people who triumph when they're told that they can't do something or that they should put away their dreams because they're silly. Um, another thing that I've read about Dave Pilkey, which is my son's favorite author, is, um, well, I just read that he would be sent or sent out into the hallway every single day in class, um, but I've read in a different place to where he would draw his comics and stuff like that and his teachers would find his comics and they'd rip them up to shreds in front of him and say don't waste your time on the on those silly things you're not going to get you anywhere in life blah 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 you know all the stuff that that we're that we've all heard I'm sure maybe not to that extreme um 
but I'm sure we all can relate to that. And I just always kind of laugh to myself when I see like his movie and the Captain Underpants TV show on Netflix and all these books and how my my son goes on and on about all his books. And they're the exact same stories that his teachers would tell him would not get him anywhere in life. And they're the same, same stories. And look how far he's gotten with it. So anyway, that's why I like him. But um, I promise there's a good reason why I'm, why I'm getting into this. It does relate to what we're talking about today. But um, I have a couple books here with me today that are my son's. One of them is Dogman and Cat Kid. I think it's the first book of that series. And then I also had the Cat Kid Comic Club. And this one's on purpose. So I'm going to read a couple of little excerpts from there. And show you guys what I'm talking about. So this first book that I'm going to read a little bit from is Cat Kid and Comic Club on Purpose. So we're talking about one's purpose in this book, which I think is so great for little kids to read at a young age because the whole book is not just about like, hey, I found my purpose and, you know, it's tied up in a nice little bow, but it's teaching you how to be okay with making mistakes and how to embrace failure as part of the process of honing your skills and getting better at your passion and just going for it. Um, one of the parts in this book, they're all learning how to write comics and there are all the little kids are putting up their hands like, I don't know how to write a comic, me neither. And the teacher is telling them, just let's just focus on being really bad and failing. So their whole goal is to make the worst comic, which I love. I love that. I'm just, I'm a rebel like that. I don't like to be perfect. Anyway, so this is in a comic. So I'm going to have to take a picture of this and put it up on the episode notes. But in this scene, the daughter, Naomi, she's a little frog kid. She had submitted her manuscript for a book to a publisher and got rejected and I think this was a little bit before she got rejected. And she's asking her dad, what if that lady never writes back? And the dad says, I think she will. But what if she doesn't like my book? That's okay. Everybody doesn't have to like the same things. But I'm never going to be rich. Why are you in such a hurry to be rich? I want to buy stuff. I really like stuff. Okay, but then what? What happens after you buy everything? What's your purpose? How will your money make life better? And she says, um, I won't have to work hard. Okay, but you'll have to work hard to be rich, right? Yeah, probably. So let me get this straight. You want to work hard so you don't have to work hard? Does that make sense to you? Not when you say it like that. So anyway, um, there's another part. It goes on in the book where... She gets rejected, then her brother also submits his own manuscript for a book, and the dad asks him, didn't you learn your lesson from Naomi? She got rejected. Do you really want to have to go through all that again? And he's like, well, you say to try anyway, 
and that failure is just part of the process, right? So he does the same thing, and I think he gets approved, but then she says, but you have to write 224 pages. He's like, 224 pages? I can't do that. And it's like a dad joke within the book because the whole book is 224 pages. Anyway, it's just little things like that that I just laugh. Um, the next book I have with me is Dogman and Cat Kid. And I think this is the first one in this series. We've also read this one twice. So at the very end, okay, the little quick synopsis of this is there's an evil cat, Petey, and he makes a clone of himself. And the clone is Little Petey, or Lil Petey, and he's good. And he tries to be good, and the dad, or the adult clone is like, hey, you're my clone, you're supposed to be bad, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of brainwashes him into thinking that he's a bad little kitten. Um, anyway, so at the very end of the book, he saves this lady and she tells him, you are very brave today, Belo Mio. He's like, yeah, but I wasn't perfect. I harbored a fugitive, I littered, I jaywalked, I even stole this costume. I guess I'll never be perfect. And she tells him, and now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. And it's just that little simple thing, it just warms my heart. It's a kid's book and I love it. Anyway, we're going to move on. Anyway, so I love kids' shows and books and because they're just refreshingly simple and many of them contain some bold undertones if you really look into them of risk-taking that we don't dare do as adults and they contain life lessons that we forget along the way to becoming a boring adult. Kids' content really fascinates me because kids are such sponges ready to soak up whatever information is relayed to them. Books and TV is where kids often learn the rules, such as all the basics like counting, reading, good manners, and how to be a friend. But what about being human, making mistakes, failure, and learning that it's okay to not be perfect, that it's okay to make a mess, and to learn to trust your gut and your own magic? And that's why I read those two little sections from those books. Um, you know, it's... It, when you look at it, you think it's just a bunch of poop jokes and, you know, they're silly for the sake of being silly, but don't let that fool you. There's, it's some complex lessons in there that they're learning at a young age, which I love. So I know that, you know, they're silly for the sake of being silly, right? But they have really inspired a whole world for my son. He's spent countless hours upon hours making his own comics because of these, telling stories and building characters, and it's led us talking about comics on a professional level. I tell him, that's a, that's a real job. You can do that if you want to. And I told him about the time in college that I took a comic book writing class as a required college course. Cool, right? It's a required college course, comic book writing. And anyway, Max Brooks came to do a little talk in my class and he signed my zombie survival guidebook and I showed that to my son because he loves zombies and comics and I tell him, yeah, that's a real job. You can do that too. So are these kids' books just trivial and for fun? Hardly. I don't think so. But um, like I said, it does relate to what we're talking about today. We're talking about purpose, your why, 
and the importance of play and defining your core values. So, like I mentioned before, these kids' books, they're trivial, right? But we all buy kids' books. So why is it that we see kids' books and everything with value, but when it comes to own to our own art as artists, as creatives, we don't really give it so much merit. We think that making art is just for fun, just on the side, not really important. We do it only when we have time. Um, it's trivial. It's for fun. It's unimportant. It's not serious. And where did that come from? You know, was it from adults? Was it something that we heard when we were growing up? Um, and I thought it was interesting because I took a few surveys on Instagram about whether you think your work as an artist or creative solves a problem. Uh, everyone answered no. And I asked, have you found your purpose? Do you think you found your purpose? Uh, only one person answered, yes, I found my purpose, definitely. I think it was two people that answered, I think so, and I'm trying to, you know, do that more. And then the majority of the people voted that they don't think that they found their purpose, or I don't know, or definitely not. I'm still trying to find out what that is. Um, and I know that we put so much pressure on that. Especially if you're a creative and you're trying to make this whole career out of creativity, there's always these rules that we come up against. You have to, number one, find your why. Number two, um, you have to solve a problem. Number three, you have to niche down to find your audience. And number four... What's number four? Is there a number four? I don't know. Anyway. And where in that is play? Where is rest? It doesn't really make it onto the list. We hear all this about niching down. You have to find your niche. And that can really put us in a box. And I think, yes, as from a marketing point of view... Sure, you have to niche down to find your quote-unquote target audience. But the thing about creativity as a career is it's very heartfelt and heart-led. So you don't want to be thinking about your audience as numbers and as metrics and graphs and all this stuff. Really, if you're niching down to the point where you're only doing the same thing, and have no room in your career or your business for play, then, you know, you're, you're getting stuck in this box of making the same thing over and over and over again. I don't know at what point, I've always thought about this, at what point in your childhood do you just stop playing? And why is that? And I've noticed too in school curriculums, there's less play involved. There's less time to go outside and pick leaves now. It's all about meeting a certain percentage of academics. And those are all important things, but let's not forget play. 
And play as adults looks different than as kids, but you have to make time for that. Make time for running with your ideas and writing a list of the world's weirdest ideas and just entertain them for a while, even if it's just for fun, for yourself. Um, so anyway, I was just thinking about purpose and what that was, and I think we get so hung up on purpose, but I don't know if there's really a need to. I mean, it's a journey that we all go through, and maybe the journey itself is your purpose, your why. So in future episodes, we'll be talking about your why a little bit more and more in depth and all those other marketing stuff like finding your niche, blah, 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 and target audience and blah, 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 all the boring stuff. But today I thought we'd um, just break it down a little bit and we'll be talking about this values exercise um, in order to establish your core values for your creative business and it only takes about five to ten minutes really it's a really really easy exercise but it's really important and it's a great investment of your time because it really helps to clarify just your whole business as an entire business and what it stands for and it even spills over into your personal life so we're going to get right into that right now and now a quick word from our sponsor aka myself Attention Tucson locals, the fall Made in Tucson market is coming up and I will be a featured artist. Come by to say hi and do some holiday shopping with me and over 150 plus other local artists and makers on Sunday, November 27th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. This is a one day only event that you won't want to miss. We will be located on 7th Street, west of 4th Avenue. Look for Marsha Baron Design Studio. Can't wait to see you. Okay, we are back and we're going to be doing a, excuse me, a core values exercise that only takes about five to 10 minutes. Um, This is based on an old blog post on my website from about two years ago. Um, And uh, I'm just going to read it out to you. And there will also be a downloadable printable worksheet that goes along with this that you can find on my website again it's on marshabarondesign.com forward slash slow seasons podcast and you'll just go to the episode notes and you you can get that um for free so um we're gonna be talking about i'm gonna read out all the core values and you just have to pick the ones that resonate with you Um, You can write them down on a piece of paper if you like, but it's really much easier to just go ahead and download the whole worksheet as a whole. That way you don't have to write down every single thing because there's kind of a lot. So this exercise was adapted from a combination of a chapter in Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, and then also from Emily Jeffords' course called Making Artwork, which I took in 2020. Um, It's not exact, and it is a paid course, so I won't be showing the full exact exercise here. Um, For more information, just like I said, look up the episode notes and resources um, on my website, and you can download that there. 
So from this list of core values, you're going to choose each word that resonates with you. Do not overthink your choices or spend too much time on any one word. The trick is to just go with your gut and your first instinct so that you don't spend too much time choosing something you think you should be choosing. You just go with what feels right and just take a marker or a pen and you're going to be circling um, the word choices as I read them out to you. So here we go. Abundance. Acceptance. Accountability. Achievement. Adventure. Advocacy. Ambition. Appreciation. Attractiveness. Autonomy. Balance. Beauty, boldness, brilliance, calmness, caring, challenge, charity, cheerfulness, cleverness, community, commitment, compassion, cooperation, collaboration, consistency, Contribution, craftsmanship, creativity, credibility, curiosity, daring, decisiveness, dedication, dependability, diversity, empathy, encouragement, enthusiasm, ethics, excellence, expressiveness, fairness, family, friendships, flexibility, freedom, Fun, generosity, grace, growth, happiness, health, honesty, humility, humor, inclusiveness, independence, individuality, innovation, inspiration, intelligence, intuition, joy, kindness, knowledge, leadership. Learning, love, loyalty, mindfulness, motivation, optimism, open-mindedness, originality, passion, peace, performance, personal development, proactiveness, professionalism, quality, recognition, risk-taking, resilience, Safety, security, service, spirituality, stability, teamwork, thoughtfulness, trustworthiness, understanding, uniqueness, usefulness, versatility, vision, warmth, wonder, wealth, well-being, wisdom, zeal. So we're taking a few minutes to reflect on and define our personal values. And it's easier than it sounds, but once you do this, the rest of your life and your business gets easier too because um, when a situation comes your way in which you need to make a quick decision, you've got your values to lean on and help guide you and you'll be able to say no to things that go against your values and say yes to things to the things that lift up your values 
and bring you joy and really coincide with your values. They match up perfectly um, because you're clear on what's important to you and you're clear on what drives your decisions, what drives your business and your life. Um, and when you're not clear on that, sometimes it's easy to say yes to things just because you feel like it's a good opportunity and you don't want to miss out if you say no and you'll be saying yes to all kinds of things and not really have time to do everything and or to do things well and you lose that that craftsmanship you lose that intention and that intentional feeling so it's so important especially at the beginning when you're still developing your business and the aesthetics of it and just everything as a whole, start with your core values and really define them. Um, once you go through that exercise and you've circled all the the ones that really feel like they like they resonate with you. And you start to whittle those down to about five. You can go then deep into that and reflect on why it is that you chose those specific core values. Okay, so once you have your initial list of core values that you selected, um, if you're anything like me, I'm sure you've circled like 20 20 words of the ones I just read. And now it's time to narrow down your list. So that first time around that you circled so many of them, um, that's like the gut reaction. So now you can start to take a little bit more time, spend a few more minutes here, and just narrow them down to no more than five words max. So you'll notice some word choices when you're really looking at them, they kind of overlap um, as far as meaning to you, and some encompass other values that are important to you. Um, so choose the ones that resonate most with you and feel like they're the most important to you. So for me, when I was doing this exercise, I chose a bajillion of them, but I noticed, um, let's see, for an, as an example... Um, community and collaboration. Um, I chose both of those. And I noticed that community for me involved collaboration, like collaborating with other people. So I crossed out collaboration because I felt like community encompassed that other word of collaboration. So you can start to see which core values kind of go together for you and which one has a more of a broad meaning to it and encompasses some of the other things and you can kind of start crossing out some of the other stuff. So the goal is to end up with five words max. You can some people have only three, which is fine, three to five. Um so the core values that I chose for my business and even for my own personal life are in order of importance. They're authenticity, community, freedom, wonder, and beauty. These are the cornerstones of both my fine art business as well as my personal life. 
and I base all my major decisions around these values. Because I had these values to clear my mind, I've actually turned down job opportunities and creative opportunities because when I reflected on what the job or the opportunity entailed, then I came to realize that it actually conflicted with some of my core values, such as freedom. And to me, the core value of freedom means freedom of expression, time, location, and financial freedom. And if I hadn't had these values set up for myself, I most likely would have said yes to a job or an opportunity that would have made me miserable in the end after taking it. So sometimes a small raise in salary or exposure or whatever it is that you want to label it as, sometimes it's not the most important thing. So whenever we come across these opportunities that we want to initially say yes to, we'll have that set of core values there for us. And you can weigh that against it and see if it really does truly coincide with what you're trying to do or does it not? So I encourage you to go through this exercise. I'm not going to really go into the exact meaning of my core values here. Unless you want me to, then in a future episode I can. But, um, well, I'll give you a little snippet. So authenticity to me means being myself and learning to be me more and more and to show up as myself authentically and honestly and just kind of like the raw me. Um, And I try to inspire others to do that same thing. Community, like I said, um, it's collaboration with others. It's making a community if you don't already have one of your own. So even with this podcast, that's the goal is making a community of creatives, of people who are trying to do something big in the world. And then freedom to me is, like I said, freedom of location, the ability to work from anywhere in the world, freedom of time, the ability to make my own schedule, freedom of um, financial freedom. So financial freedom is basically, is there a ceiling of income? I want to actually build a business where there is no ceiling, where there is limitless opportunities for financial um, income as well as opportunities and also in expression, um, freedom of expression. I don't really want to be capped at what I can do with my creativity, with my creative expression. Um And then wonder is the way that I see nature. Um, I always look at it in wonder and awe. And I look at things curiously, with curiosity, with wanting to learn more about things. And then beauty. Beauty sounds kind of shallow, but it's not. Beauty to me, you know, aesthetics are important to me. I like to make things look aesthetically pleasing. um, And I find beauty in things that maybe not everyone does. Um, so that's important to me in my in my business. So that's why I chose those five. Um, and yeah, I encourage you to do the same thing. It's not a very long 
exercise, but it's so important and it really, really sets up your the foundation of your business and your life. Um, and then a good thing to do at the end when you've chosen your five words, three to five words, you can print them out, um, maybe with the definition of what each one means to you, hang them up in your workspace. That way it's always there visible for you. Um, you can make a collage, painting, whatever it is that, that you want to do, but something that um, that reminds you of these things daily so that when an opportunity does come your way, you have your values right there in front of you, physically in front of you, and you don't forget to weigh that opportunity against your core values. It's going to help you a lot. So anyway, once again, this episode... It touched on, you know, the importance of play and purpose. I want to go deeper into those subjects at a later time. This was just kind of like a short intro on that. But I wanted to touch on that um, along with core values because core values really are also kind of, they play a role in your purpose and your why and um, playfulness may be one of your core values. So I, I just thought I'd throw that in there and, and, um, kind of marry the two subjects together. So anyway, I hope that this short exercise brings some clarity to you and your business and your life. And if you would like to share your core values, um, please tag me on Instagram you could use the hashtag Slow Seasons Podcast. Um, and you can always reach out to me. Send me a DM, send me an email at hello at marshabarondesign.com. And yeah, we'll end this episode here and we'll do some deeper stuff next episode and episode number 10. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Slow Seasons, a podcast to nurture the creative journey. This has been a Marsha Baron Design Studio production. You can check out my work on marshabarondesign.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Marsha Baron Design. You can also check out more about this podcast on marshabarondesign.com forward slash slow seasons podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Slow Seasons Podcast. Thanks.